Welcome back, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Worthy Pieces podcast. I'm your host, Rhonda Davis, and today I have a very exciting episode as I have invited one of my most favorite people, Remy, on this show. Um, He's a psychic medium, and if you know anything about this topic, then I'm going to encourage you to stay and listen because we're going to talk about all the incredible talents and powers that Remy has as he navigates readings with the dead and helping to give guidance with people, spirit guides. Um, For those of you who know me or parts of me, and as I'm saying this, I actually realize I don't think I've shared my story of the like spiritual world or many of my experiences. Um, But Remy and I are deeply connected and we met through like a total universal shove or fate, maybe if, if people want to call it that. Um, so I'm being, exci- I'm beyond excited to welcome him here and have him share more about his incredible talents and just let us dive deep into what he actually does as a psychic medium. So Remy, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. And I also didn't mention you work in part of my office and this was something through our meeting that we kind of talked about and put together. And so for anyone out there listening, if you're based in Utah, Remy is, I shouldn't say get that, I guess, right. Because your services are based nationwide through zoom, but if if they choose to meet you, he works out of my office. So I get to see your face all the time and spend time with you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I want to start basic, like what, because I feel I, in my experience with this, right. And talking to people, a lot of people actually don't know what a psychic medium is, but a lot of people also don't recognize that there is a difference and correct me if I'm wrong between a psychic and a medium. So like, let's just start basic. Will you explain what the difference is and and what that is? Yeah. And uh, like, of course there are a million, like, I'm going to say what my opinion is of this. And then there are also like a million different things that will contradict that. So, but the way that I see it is that um, psychic work, like um, a psychic is reading energy. And so they might type it, tap into your own energy field. They might tap into the energy fields of, I mean, even like um, things that are going on in your life, people that are involved in your life, there's kind of like trails for me, the way that I see it, or they're they're kind of like strings that attach things energetically and we can kind of follow them and tap into them like a a web, kind of like the brain. You know how like they have the pictures of like the neuron transfers? I feel like it's similar to that. And that's why I classify as psychic work. However, mediumship is reading people who have passed so something things that are not existing on the physical plane and so while energy is quite physical um like the dead is energy and there's a spirit there but it's sentient and it's separate from the person that's sitting across from you for instance and so that's a totally different thing it's similar and so so like everybody a lot of people will say that every medium is a psychic, but not every psychic is a medium. And it's because it's it's very similar. It just is like a an extra step into the unknown to do mediumship where it's just kind of like, all right, I'm going to free fall. I always, I always call it like, it always feels like you're jumping out of an airplane without a parachute. And then the parachute is like handed to you as you're, as you're like falling toward the earth, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. like you just, you just take a leap of faith and there it is. 
And I know like for a lot of people, like you were saying, I don't think that a lot of people recognize when they're searching for this, that really like, depending on who you go to and depending on kind of their specialties, right? Like, would you call it a specialty or a preference of, of which is your strengths, right? It, yeah. Their readings can be different, right? Like if I sit in front of you and, and as that medium, who's wanting to talk to my spirit guides and those that have passed very different than me sitting across from someone and kind of energetically getting a reading, correct? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's very much so different what you're looking for. I also, there's there's different people like like you're talking about with expertise, like there's mediums who communicate specifically um, with angels or with spirit guides. And then there's people who communicate with the dead. And so honestly, like our, our Western world doesn't really have the vocabulary to like, to talk about that. And it's something right like, yeah. And I would still say, like, especially in Utah, like what you do professionally is also kind of considered taboo, right? Like a lot of people have either a black or white feeling with it. Like they're either for it, they believe in it, they've had experiences or there's, you know, people that are totally against it because there's no, I guess, like hard science to prove what you're telling them is factually true, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. And I also think that there's a lot of fear around like the religious side of things where it's like, and where we're in Utah, which is really conservative typically conservative state with a whole bunch of heavy religion, specifically Christianity. It's like what you're talking to other spirits, you're talking to other entities, not just God. And then it starts to become really taboo. Like you're talking about. Yeah. Do you get people like the first question that pops in my mind, do you get people that come to you specifically of like, I want to talk to blank, like my higher power. So if like, if I'm Mormon, do I like, do you get people that come in specifically of like, I want to talk to Jesus? I have not actually, <laughs> thankfully, like nobody's been like, Hey, I want to talk to a famous person. Um, but also like in my sessions, I, I think I'm pretty clear about like, Hey, it's not really my control. Like I don't call these people in, you bring them in when you walk in. So like, I think that's probably what's helped me avoid that <laughs> people being like, Hey, can you talk to Elvis for me real quick? Like, I'm going to do that next reading with you. I'm like, <laughs> this is the person that I need you to call forward. You know, I've never tried it. We can like tap in yeah see, see, see what mj is up to <laughs> i love it yes okay so with that maybe like that's a good branch to go is like will you kind of lay out what typically a reading looks like especially for someone you know i've had my a plethora of readings in my life and so i know exactly what this looks like but for someone who doesn't know much about this what does a typical reading look like for someone yeah um so I do, I do specify or specialize in mediumship, specifically talking to the dead. And so usually my sessions begin with, um, I just let people know what that process is like. I'll usually ask them if this is their first reading or their like experience, but regardless, I usually let them know how I work. Um, I usually, I like to let them know that there's, you know, the space has been protected and set. I set sacred space before people come in. And that's honestly when the reading begins for me is I kind of begin a meditation before the person even walks in where I'm welcoming in their deceased loved ones, setting parameters on who can come in and communicate and making sure that it's for their highest and greatest good. Um, And so I communicate all of that to them so that they just have an understanding of how I work specifically. But then yeah, we just kind of open it up. It's, it's again, like jumping out of an airplane without a parachute. <laughs> and so for them and for me, we kind of just, I tell them I'm going to open it up and then I'll bring through everything that comes to me. Um, that's my, that's my promise to spirit is that I'm like, okay, I'll set these parameters, these controls. 
And then I'll just say everything that you tell me. And after that, who knows what's going to happen? It's, it's always chaos. So (laughs) I wouldn't say it's chaos, but I think it is like the jumping out of an airplane is a good analogy that you don't, you know, you don't necessarily know exactly what direction you're going to float. And I'm actually fascinated. Like I didn't, I knew that you kind of did your meditation and like calling beforehand, but I guess I never asked or never thought about like you actually setting parameters before the session of like you said, keeping the session safe and like, it's going to be for their higher good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really important. Um, I definitely have noticed the difference if I haven't been clear enough with my energy beforehand of what my intention is for the session. Um, I'll get like, somebody from next door or <laughs> I'll get like mm-hmm. a spirit that's not necessarily welcome into the session because those parameters and that intention hasn't been set correctly. Yeah. yeah. And is that like for you internally, is that really how it works that if you don't set those intentions or those parameters, that it's like, you just like the spirits know that you have this power and that it's just like, Oh, look, I'm going to communicate through me and I'm going to go give him a message. It's kind of like that revolving door. Oh, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in fact, like that's kind of the difference of what made this more of a curse growing up (laughs) and and what changed it into being more of a gift is because I started to realize that like I have to set intention every single day about Mm. and like every minute of every day about what I how I would like spirit to communicate with me or if I don't want them to communicate with me right now you know and yeah and it's gotten better over time the more I practice it it gets more clear but um but yeah it's totally like a necessary I don't know. I want to say necessary evil of the job, but that's not necessary. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, but I don't know. I think that you're right. Cause it, it's not like a switch that you can just flip off and be like, today, I'm not going to read people. And today, like you're not welcome here. I mean, I guess you can with those parameters, but it really doesn't like, it doesn't work like that of just flipping it off and just being kind of like an atypical person. Right. Yeah. It doesn't, it just is kind of like, I'm built different and this is how this works. And, and so now I kind of either have to learn how to function in the world as like an atypical person or just like go crazy. <laughs> I felt, yeah. I felt like, honestly, that's how I felt. My options were, you know, I was like, either you're going to go nuts or you're going to figure this out. Yeah. And you've been like, you've been actually delving in and practicing professionally for about a year, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. You're in August. So I think like I started maybe August 15th or something like that. So we're just coming up on a year. But you've had, in a sense, like you've had these powers throughout your life. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. When I was young, some of my earliest memories of seeing spirit were when I was like five. Um, I think I had some earlier than that. I have memory um, of things that happened when I was like, I, I saw my mom's water break with me. Like I know the mm. whole scenario. I know exactly how it happened. Described it to my mom. It's like, as if I was standing inside of the bed, like a little kid and so I mean I think for whatever reason there are just people who are sent or born this way um and I don't necessarily and I think everybody probably has memory of that but that our physical brains are just built differently so that some of us continue to remember it and others stop yeah well and I think that's one area that a lot of people still like again going back to kind of like logical scientific people there, there, there are different levels. Right. And, and I think that like you and I, and some other people have had conversations about like you, your gifts are kind of the highest 
powers, if you want to call them that, to where like energetically, emotionally, you're connecting to this energy all the time, where other people who, whether you want to call them like empaths or intuitive people, like they can go off of just like energy or colors, or you've heard people talk about like, I can see this, these people's auras and these colors. And so that like their connection to kind of that metaphysical world is slightly different, but also very similar. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And actually that's, that's honestly, I have, my opinion is that everybody can become a medium if they would like to, like anybody can do that. I don't necessarily think it's like a tier above anybody else's, but I do feel like if they have gifts like that, like an empath or something like that, they can always develop that. They can explore it, expand it, and eventually be communicating with the dead. I mean, cultures and like, forever (laughs) like since the beginning of time there's been history of people communicating with the dead like it's it's naturally built in us to do this yeah yours just came so much more naturally yeah and honestly I have some theories about that but they're like probably super controversial but I don't know you want to talk about them yes you know I want to (laughs) okay so especially if people like don't disagree with this they're probably not even going to listen this far so at this point either they're hooked and they're listening or they're going to turn me off so let's go for it (laughs) that's true that's true (laughs) um my okay this is my opinion because I've always been fairly atypical human overall like my mind has always worked differently I was diagnosed with ADHD pretty early but it still just wasn't like quite the right diagnosis and we're still in the process of trying to figure out like why does my brain work differently and it totally does like everybody I talk to the way I remember my life is like totally different than everyone else so clearly I have an atypical like brain even in like chemistry probably even physical makeup I would guess and I think I just have this theory that people who are like our minds are built atypically you know like a somebody who's neurodiverse I feel like people who are on that scale, you know, of the DSM-5 Mm -hmm. of neurodivergent, I feel like, I feel like they're more sensitive. (laughs) I feel like they're more sensitive and that they have like this connection to the other side that hasn't been cut off in a certain way. Um, yeah. And my theories go deeper, like into autism. I think that that has to do a lot with the heightened sensitivities, stuff like that. Um, but obviously they're totally like unfounded, no science, but so is everything else I do. So (laughs) You know what though? The first thing when you're talking about that, or like really even the comparison with autism, the first thought that popped in my brain was it's really no different than like any parents out there that have had experiences with their toddlers, right? That it, it, there are many stories that kids can be, you know, that'll come into the room to be like, oh, I saw a ghost today, or like they have names, or it's that invisible friend for them. And there's a lot of people that just dismiss it, but then there's a lot of people or situations that really is undeniable that kids are kind of connected more spiritually. And whether that's because their innocence, there's different theories with this, right? Like their innocence or their, their, their connection with that spiritual world is sooner if that makes sense than like a full-grown adult and so I I don't think like those theories are far off and and really any different than you know when we talk about those kids that are able to see ghosts or see things or you know hear things like that and I think that that's where it pisses me off because our society hears even like you talking about this and I know that some people you know I joke about it but I won't be shocked if people turn me off because they're like these guys are crazy. Like he hears voices. He's not a psychic medium. He's hearing voices. That is what's happening. And I've had friends, like, I mean, you know, my story, and I guess I'll have to make an episode to share my story. So other people can relate because 
I know that like, especially opening my practice and how I genuinely like put it out in the universe to like talk to my dad. And I was very direct of like, I need a sign. And I was received feathers in, in unexplainable ways. I know that. So some of my friends even have been like, Rhonda, you, you, you saw what you wanted to see. Like, it's not a, it's not a reading from your dad. It's not this message. You saw what you wanted to see. So don't tweak this into something that it's not. And that makes me so mad because I really truly believe in, you know, people like you and, and that side that people do have those strengths and powers that they choose to tap into and choose to dismiss. Yeah. Well, and I think that kind of brings up a, a big topic to me of like, even my internal skepticism, like that's something that I've had to deal with, like a really big thing that I've had to work through and work with, honestly, of my internal skepticism and doubt of these these things because like I'm kind of naturally analytical and pragmatic and this is not something that I would have expected myself to do you know and I guess that's probably why it took 30 31 years of my life to like lean into it finally but yeah um, I think there's an element to it that like specifically the way that I work for instance is that I love mediumship in the way that this is a stranger who's sitting across from me. I don't know anything about them. I'm going to give them information, details, like the way that somebody died or, um, or like memories that they would have or personality traits or even physical look of this person who has passed. And this stuff is verifiable with this other person, right? So it's like, yeah, you could still be hoping. I mean, like, I said blonde and then you're like, well, it was brown. And I'm like, yeah, brown. <laughs> like I yeah. could totally be doing that. But because I'm such a skeptic myself, like I'm not. Like if somebody yeah. says, no, they were, they were they were brunette, then I'm like, oh, I must be off. Like there's, I'm not talking to that person then or something. Or I'll see if there's more information that's going to come through about this. But like I'm pretty harsh on spirit, honestly, because I'm like, listen, you got to bring through something that's real, like, and it's got to be verifiable because yeah. otherwise I'm not moving forward. Like I'll stop a session. I'll yeah. just be like, I'm, I'm, we're not connecting. We have to stop and I won't charge them, you know, we'll move on. But, but because yeah. of that, I feel like that never happens. It ends up being all verified and it ends up, and that's kind of the cool thing is it's almost, it's like, it's like almost the step of this becoming science. I feel like, like somebody yeah. could start to study this and start to prove stuff like that. But I don't know if the interest is there clearly the money's not that's for sure <laughs> the money's not in mental health either we know yeah. this like yeah yeah well and I think I, I do think that like our society is coming around to at least opening their eyes and seeing different forms of therapy and healing and so I think it's come a long way even in the last like 10 years you know I think more and more people are open or have had their experiences going to a psychic or a medium and getting readings you hear about tarot cards or oracle cards or you know in that sense getting guide messages or things like that all the time so it's slowly developing I feel like yeah yeah and there have been some studies um like specifically where therapy um like where it has been mediumship has been a really big assist to therapy so kind of they didn't really try to prove whether or not mediumship was real but they kind of were like and I wish I'm like saying this, but I can't remember, of course, to sign it, but <laughs> like the one study this is, but look it up. It's a thing. Um, and it, <laughs> just, it, Google uh, it. <laughs> just Google it. And um, they were saying just like how much these people who were really struggling with loss and grieving that process that there was just for many of them, there was a significant change after seeing a medium. And so I yeah. just think like at all, I mean, regardless of 
the science and the actual data, it's, I mean, if it helps people, I think it's good. Yeah. I mean, going back to science, really, like, I don't know, you want to say scientifically, but in a way, if I just lost someone like that, you're the epitome of that validation, right? Like, I think so many people, when you've lost someone, what do you want? You want answers. You want to know they're okay. You want to ideally talk to them and say your regrets or say your sorries or say, I love you one last time. And you're literally that medium in the per- in the middle that gets to be that messenger. And I mean, again, that's probably like very bittersweet for you, but yeah, I mean, I think that's also like, that goes back to you and I have talked about why you wanted to be part of like our therapy office and incorporating your healing sessions as part of ours. And it's two different components of healing, but I mean, take it for what you will, for those that are listening, like I can only speak to the fact, like, I know my clients have seen a difference, especially if they've had a tragic immediate loss the first thing I tell them is like, cool, go see Remy and then come back and we'll talk about it. And even with that support that's been in the office for my clients, and that's like a small percentage I understand for like this research study that we're talking about. But I do think that like, even with that, like I can speak personally to say that like clients coming in to say, yeah, Remy told me this, or, you know, the, the, this person that I wanted to come through came through and it helped me and I'm okay with it. I'm not okay. They're gone, but I know that they have passed. I know that they're in a safe place. I know that they're happy and they gave me your love. And that's all I needed to hear. And not that it makes, you know, grieving easier, but I think in a way it gives you that closure that most people spend their life desiring. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And I think, that's been part of um, my intrigue with other cultures doing this for, you know, since the beginning of time, like I mentioned, is that, is that honestly, our Western world deals with death very poorly. Like, it's just, we just ignore it. (laughs) We like have a funeral, and then it's done. And you're supposed to get over it, whatever that means, you know, you're supposed to like, no longer be in grieving. And there's like, not a set time for grief process but there is there's a social expectation of that like okay it's time for you to move on like we hear that all the time and what does that even mean like the beauty of all these other cultures and how this has existed forever is that you didn't ever move on they just continued with you but they were part of your life still after they've after they've passed and so it's kind of like I don't know I I I really think that that's what's really been like the driving factor and the passion underneath mediumship for me is like, yeah, it's been, it's been helpful for myself in my own personal life to lean into it. But beyond that, how it's been impacting other people's lives and hopefully what it will do to change, you know, socially our Western world and society is that it will change our relationship with the dead. And I think that's a huge benefit Yeah. for us. <clears throat> yeah, totally. And yeah. I mean, I believe it. And I think that it's one of those things, again, that people listening, you're, you're either going to question it and have speculation, or you're going to be completely dismissive, or you're going to jump full force into it. I mean, the way (laughs) I look at it too, like I've had some people, even friends, like since I've had you come on board, like I've had a lot of friends with a lot of speculation. And the one thing that I tell them is like, I'm not going to convince you because ultimately this comes down to a belief system. I'm not going to convince you to believe Remy, but also what do you have to lose? Like money, sure, I guess in an hour of your time, but really like, what do you have to lose in a session? Maybe they sit across from you and they're like, "Ugh, yeah, he told me all this BS or you have an experience that could potentially change that belief system. But at the end of the day, like you're not, I don't know, you're not losing anything. You're not harming anyone in the process. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 And like, and I think that there is a certain like code of ethics in a way that 
obviously since it's not a regulated thing mediums just have to come up with that on their own but for me personally yeah. my system the ethical system that I go by is basically I just trust the person who's sitting in front of me to validate whether or not this is their loved one and then the stronger it gets the more I just communicate freely and then that happens for them and it's all and that like when I trust that it's a beautiful session for them yeah but if I get in the way and I start going oh no like what if I misspeak for their loved one or whatever you know and like yeah. which is a scary thing it was a, it's been a huge uh, like burden I had to get over or a huge or a huge uh, hurdle I should say like that I had to get over to actually do this and, and let it flow um was this fear that I would like speak for somebody who isn't there like who's not physically yeah. there in the room and like it's still not the same I don't hear their voice the same I'm hearing yours you know it's like it's mm. still foggy it's still difficult and it varies depending on what the who the spirit is but like yeah I just had to get over it and be like hey you know what I'm going to do my best to offer them this. If I feel like it's not working, then I'll stop the appointment. Like I'll stop the session and they don't have to pay for it and they'll move on. Yeah. There's kind of no risk there for them that way, you know? Yeah. How, like going off of that, how does, how do the spirits come to you? Like, I think that that's one thing that's probably a common (laughs) question for you because there's so many different images that probably people see, but, and I know that from other psychic mediums that I've talked to too, that it's, it's different per person. Right. And depending on like who you are and your connection with that world, it's very different in how the spirits approach you. Totally. Yeah. I, um, usually don't see spirit physically. Like I, like there are mediums I know that see them with their physical eyes. Like they're standing right there next to the person I'll see physical with my physical eyes. I'll see certain, um, it's almost like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think of how to even describe this it's like so hard to articulate some of these things um it's almost like a heat wave like when you see like Mm -hmm. the heat coming off of and it like kind of makes it look like a just different like you can tell something's there but you're also seeing through it like there's nothing there at the same time anyway that's how I'll see physically usually or like flashes of lights or something to the effect of that but for the most part I will feel them so I can like feel their energy I know that they're there and then stuff they show it to me like a projector screen in my mind um and i hear things i physically feel things like um a lot of the times when they show me they're passing i feel it mm. in my physical body and that's how i know that they're taking me to physical ailments that they experienced here um before they're passing leading up to it <clears throat> they'll show me images of things like most recently i did a reading and and um, I think it was her mother who came through and showed me this necklace that she had given her that had a gold medallion on it with like an image of a woman. Mm-hmm. And I described it to her and she was like, I don't know. I don't know. I think I have it. And so then she went home and anyway, she sent me a picture of it and was like, is it this one? And it was exactly, it was exactly how I had been shown it. Um, wow. And so they'll bring through things like that. Like sometimes it's images, sometimes it smells, I'll hear things and it's, it's hard to tell sometimes whether or not it's physical, but mm. physically vision wise for me, I don't, I don't usually see them. And I say usually, cause sometimes it does happen, but honestly, that's like not my fave. <laughs> does it freak you out? Sometimes. Yeah. Like when I'll like walk into the bathroom and open a door and then there's a man standing there, like mm-hmm. physically standing there and it scares the shit out of me. Sorry. I don't know if I can swear. On you, but you can swear. <laughs> it scares me. And then, um, and then I look back and he's gone. 
you know but i'm like hey mm -hmm. i can still feel you like why are you here what do you want but yeah yeah that's crazy i feel like it would be like freak me out more if i just saw like you said the heat wave and like knowing something was there like that unknown would freak me out a lot more than actually physically seeing them yeah yeah I just the re I think the thing is this is my, my like most recent conversation with spirit is I'm like listen if you're gonna show up to me physically like that like be in the middle of the room and like mm. like make me know that I'm gonna turn the corner and see you somehow like you can let me feel I I know I know you can make me feel that mm. <laughs> so like just yeah. give me a heads up give like, me a warning <laughs> yeah yeah I'm like come on man like I just I just don't like walking in the room and seeing somebody standing in a corner it creeps me out fair. I don't yeah. think any of us would like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And as insane as that makes me sound, I mean, I'm just kind of leaned into it. Like, well, it is what it is. Yeah. Do you, so like you can hear things. So when, if you hear their voices, do you hear like tones and I don't know, like how you describe a voice, but do you hear the differences in that way? So like you can, I mean, I know like, for example, you can probably say like, this is a man talking, but do you hear like, if I died, would you hear my voice? Or would you just hear a voice that's a representation of me? It's tough, honestly, to like articulate what that is like, because it's mm. very, um, <clears throat> I can tell that as, as my um, gifts have developed with doing this as work and making them, because you kind of have to hone them in, right? Like you have to hone in on, uh, I mean, all the, dif the different aspects. Like for instance, when I first started, I didn't know that spirit was only giving me their passing or their physical ailments physically. So I would get physical sensations, but I didn't necessarily know what it meant initially. Mm. But now it's becoming a vocabulary, right? So as I've developed that, it's changed and altered. And so sometimes spirit comes through and I think I can hear exactly what the voice sounds like. They're a stranger to me, so I don't know. Right. But, um, but a lot of the time it will at least have like personality they'll even say certain phrases that they would have said um mm. like at my most recent sound bath I brought somebody through um for it was her brother and he said he said something that seemed like kind of common to me but I just trust it I always just lean in and trust it and yeah. he said he said I lived I th it was something to the effect of like I lived all my dreams like my dreams were fully realized before before I died and like that could be something super vague that could be fortune cookie but for them he had said that exact phrase to them however it came through that moment mm. and that was the validation they needed so it's kind of like I know I'm not totally answering your question but it's just difficult to it depends on the reading yeah, right because it, it also it depends, depends on, on the connection with it like spirit that's presently there Totally. Yep. And I'm sure it's different. Like I'm thinking about all the ones that like we've that's come up in my readings and I'm sure that like there's different, well, I know this too, like there's different force, right. That comes into readings that there's certain people that really want to say something and talk and they're like that energy and that voice is probably a lot stronger than someone who just like has something minor to say. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like your dad always emotionally overwhelms me. <laughs> I know I secretly am not mad about that though like there's a part of me that I'm like oh you're so connected to my dad it just fills my heart with so much happiness <laughs> which also yeah, part of you like walk in my office and you're like oh Mike not today back off <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the interesting thing is I don't think I've ever heard his voice so like it does totally depend on who it is that's funny because my dad loved talking go figure 
but yeah you know <laughs> but I also think I also think that there's a there is like I think a different medium would have a totally different experience because I yeah. think there's certain energies and especially like if we're talking about physical if we're talking about the possibility of this being somewhat physical for mediums <clears throat> we're talking about like the difference between our actual physical ears and hearing you know like totally yeah like my husband's hearing cuts out at, like we did one of those stupid frequency hearing tests yeah <laughs> the other day and his cut out at like 40 and mine cut out at like 20. so you, oh. like do you know what i'm saying i feel like it would yeah. be different for each medium um as well and so it's important to listen to your intuition when you're deciding to go to a medium with that yeah yeah well and i i will say for that because the very first medium i ever 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 went to i went in support of my cousin i had no idea what i was doing i was terrified actually because i really was like she's gonna tell me when i'm gonna die and all the like <laughs> sins that i've committed and all of the dark parts of me and so i went in and i will admit this to anyone who asks me about it like the very first reading i had i went in arms crossed sitting in the chair being like ask me anything i'm not going to give you anything more than yes or no like you need to prove yourself and what was spooky is that she actually did it very differently than you of, I sat down and she straight up was like, there's a male on your left-hand side. And I knew who it was, but of course I was like, I'm not telling you, like, you can guess, I'll tell you who it is, but you can guess who it is. <laughs> and by the end of it, I can't even tell you how it came out, but by the end of it, it was my uncle Ron and my dad. And I remember specific, or no, my dad wasn't there. Excuse me. She had said something about like an older man who I thought at the time was my grandpa and she told me specifically like what they were wearing and, and like the kind of ambiance or their personality, which fit perfectly with those two people she was talking about. So, I mean, I, I agree with that. And, yeah. but I think, and I think so many people too, don't realize that like there's, there are differences. And so I've had people that have had really bad experiences with people that I have like had great readings with. And I really think it comes down to what you were saying in the beginning, right. Is like that safety. If that spirit, for whatever reason, doesn't feel like you need, you're that medium that needs to transcribe my message like that's okay but there's other people with other gifts that can can manifest that differently right yeah yeah and I think also like um um a lot of the time spirit who has very similar personality to me is like easy easy to hear them easy to like see what they're wanting to communicate um yeah. and I can feel their personality I can they'll like you know what I'm saying so it's it's it is interesting because it's similar to I don't know how we get along as as people yeah. <laughs> with other people like they're not going to love every medium you know like they uh, we're all just normal people so yeah, yeah I totally think it's a thing well and just because they're dead right like I would I know that they say that they're like they don't have feelings after someone passes typically but in a way they they have to feel safe coming to you to share a message especially if it's a more intense message that they're giving right so even though they maybe maybe don't grasp like the emotional safety that we do on earth there has to be some type of like safety or similar guidelines that they're following as well like they're not going to just go around talking to anyone to give me messages otherwise they would i would be getting them all the time yeah i i guess yeah um again this is like another part of my like super analytical side because if i if i'm not shown it then i'm just like i don't know what it is and i'm okay yeah. with that um and the truth is that I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what happens for them exactly. I've seen pieces of it. I've seen clips, you know, of like they've told me certain things, yeah. but I don't know if they're even just telling me what makes sense to my human brain and it's not even the full truth or, you know, I have yeah. no idea. Um, but um, 
what I can say is that like I I feel like um I feel like I I want to address something that you said about like the emotions aspect is that because I think there is this like there's some misconception I think around that with them of that they're almost like not themselves at all anymore but I actually feel like uh, one of the best ways that I've learned how to describe it is that like there's just so much perspective for them so they're still themselves they're still this like but they have gained this perspective of almost I mean the way I've seen it is that they're plugged back into source like everything mm-hmm. they're plugged back into everything so they understand like everyone's experience everyone's uh struggles what they're going through and even that they can speak to us in a way that's so poignant um for what we're going on in our life because of their perspective that's why they can mm-hmm. see what's going on in the future what's going on now what went on in the past um for you is because they're kind of outside of space and time from what i've seen and understood you know and so yeah there's like they are themselves they still have their personality they can still show me all of that they can even show me all their emotions they can make me feel those things um and i believe that they do feel them but they have this whole new perspective that kind of dissolves a lot of concern that we have here yeah you know which also gives that's where kind of like the relief from us humans come from right that are alive and well that they understand things on a different different plane really totally yeah yeah well and people a lot of time they'll be like oh oh, they don't need to like like maybe their mom comes through for them or something and starts to apologize for something and they're like I forgave her a long time ago and what they (laughs) what I find funny and it's not a judgment for me but it's just like after doing this for a year which is not a long time you know in in perspective to like other mediums but um after doing this for a year the spirit is doing that for that person so they right. may say to me that they're like, I already forgave them, but I'm like, they have to communicate. They're communicating that to you for you, like for yeah. your benefit. And that's the only reason why they're doing that. And it's just kind of funny to me that I'm like, I don't know. I, a lot of us just have a lot of stuff on the therapeutic, on the therapeutic side that we don't really want to address. Like, yeah. oh, maybe I am still mad about that. Or maybe I am still like, maybe I have wanted to for the last 10 years hear that apology, even though I've forgiven them like yeah you know what I'm saying but it's it's kind of it's kind of nice to watch them go through that like on my my perspective it's fun to watch them go through that um and yeah. to and a really really cool experience to see how spirit can kind of know exactly what to say to them regardless of what they're gonna say to me <laughs> and yeah. what, regardless of what they're gonna present you know well and I think like I've seen that with clients especially when they've asked me or I shouldn't even say just clients like friends and family that have asked me about like what do we do to prepare for our first session and it is this like weird, maybe like dichotomy for lack of a better word in the sense that like, it is a weird mixed emotion. That's not very clear because we go to you for us and our benefit, but there's kind of this like expectation, unspoken expectation that we need to come to you prepared with like a list of questions or a list of people or a list of things that you want to get out of session. And which is possible. People can do that. Right. But at the same time, like what the messages you get, I have no control over. Like, and I, and from experience and from what I understand, the messages you get are intended for me for a specific reason, not whether or not sometimes I want it. It's what they're needing to tell me or where I'm at in life and what direction maybe I'm needing guidance with. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they, they're just so aware of it all. Like they know exactly what you think, exactly how you feel 
they know all of the stuff that you don't want them to know and they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of the most beautiful thing, honestly, to me about like, I wish I could drive that home to a lot of people because a lot of time I'll see some of their shame, right? Like I'll see like the things that they're hiding and sometimes I'll see them in really great detail. Like I'll know all of their secrets and I'm not saying them out loud because it's not needed. Like I'm not yeah. being prompted to by spirit, but I'm seeing it all and I don't give two shits. I'm like, you're yeah. still an amazing person. And I still feel all of this love for you. And if you could only realize that that's how all of these other spirits feel about you, like, I just think it would, I think it would blow people's mind if they could understand that value. But at the same time, I'm a medium. I see that all the time working, yeah. doing this all day, every day. And I still feel, you know, so I'm not saying everybody should just let go of all their shame like that, but it is, it's a cool experience for me. I think I really yeah. like that. I get to see that. Well, I would say it's the same for mental health, right? In this, in a different aspect, obviously, but like the vulnerability, right? Like I'm going to, sometimes in session, I'm going to tell you like awful things that you really don't want to hear. I'm going to hold you accountable for certain things, or I'm going to push on that cracked glass because I know that until we break it and you you get, get to start over, like you're still going to have shame and guilt and fears or anxieties or worries or whatever, but until you can crack that layer of vulnerability and be open to seeing the different perspectives or the different messages, like that's, that's really when your healing begins, in my opinion. And like, obviously that's coming from a clinical space, but also seeing what you do and knowing it's, it's similar in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that there's, it's very, they're very close to each other. One of yeah. the, I don't know how to say that, but <laughs> yeah, just one is soft scientific and the other yeah. one is not. <laughs> exactly exactly yep yep <laughs> so okay going off of that like if someone's listening and they're questioning like how what what is your best advice to prepare for a first session or if I'm wanting to reach out to you how does one set an intention to prepare for a session yeah um I've noticed that when people actually like set an appointment ahead of time there is an intention being set there's energy being set out there um that kind of you planned on it you know what I mean? Like you've planned on it, you know, it's coming, you think about it, that sends energy out somewhere, you know, it's happening, it's manifesting something. Um, and so I do find that when people schedule ahead of time, it's actually better for them in the long run, which is ironic, because I'm gonna, I'm also going to say that I'm not that person. Like if I go get a reading, I'm like, I'm like, I need it today. And then I run <laughs> to, to somebody, right. Um, but I have found I that, it seems, that. To, <laughs> it seems to benefit them more when they do it that way. Um, I also would say like on the energetic side, especially for mediumship, communicating with your deceased loved ones, like going through memories, remembering the things that like they might bring up in your session, um, talking to other family members about them. If you don't know very much about them beforehand mm -hmm. is really helpful so that they have more information to bring through and validate with you about how they were in life. Um, the more you know about them, the easier it is going to be for the medium to bring through stuff. Um, and I think with every part of researching, questioning, talking to your family members, talking to them, even if you don't know who you're talking to, if you're just kind of like, I'm putting attention out here, I'm talking to you, I can't hear you, I don't know, I feel crazy. I think yeah. it, it really it really adds to the session in Which, a big way. Do you, so going back to kind of your analogy of jumping out of the airplane, do you then encourage people to like write questions that they want or do you prefer just to kind of have that intention or have an idea of who they'd like to talk to and just come and let the messages come as natural as possible 
I'm okay with either. I personally work a little bit more like I would rather not have any information because even a question could give me details. Like even mm -hmm. if you're like, hey, do you remember the thing I said to you on the deathbed? That would be tough for me because one, <clears throat> I would be like, okay, so now I can somewhat assume that you were in a hospital probably because you said deathbed. And then mm -hmm. I can also assume, right? And that's like some information that spirit could bring through without me knowing that could validate for you that it's them. Then this mm -hmm. is just how I work personally. Um, but I do, I'm like totally fine with questions. I usually tell them to save them. Um, I'll ask them at the end, you know, for their specific questions. Usually spirit answers everything that they're wondering about. Um, I will say this. Can I add this as well? So a lot of people will be like, hey, if if this is real, if this medium is real and it's really you talking, bring through this thing, like say this specific mm. thing or make them talk about this specific thing. A lot of people do this. And I think it's totally valid and really cool. I think it's really cool when it happens, um, <clears throat> which it usually does. <laughs> um, but don't tell the medium that you want something specific to come through. Like, don't tell them that oh, there's yeah. a word. It, it's, it's too distracting. Like for the medium, they it's need to It's too obvious. That's yeah. my thing. I'm like, why would you go in with this like test and then be like, Hey, Remy. So I asked my dad to give you a specific word if you're real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you're, and and also it pulls you totally out of like, like that's into insecurity. That's into ego. It's all this stuff. And as yeah. a medium, when I'm in a session, I can't be there. Like I kind of almost like step aside and I'm like, okay, I don't matter like what their judgments about me that like I yeah. don't exist really anymore because I need to. <laughs> like yeah. shut down all those thoughts, shut down all the internal dialogue and then let it flow. Um, but when they're like, Hey, there's one word I want. Then I feel this pressure of like, Oh no, they'll be sad if they don't get it. They'll think I'm a fraud. Like all these things start popping, you know? And then I'm like totally distracted. So just don't tell them it'll come through. It'll come through. It'll come through. Yeah. If they're real, it'll come through probably. Um, I believe yeah. it. I mean, I obviously it always has I'm biased, me. but yeah. And nobody sent me a message saying otherwise. So. <laughs> yeah. And they'll always well, tell me, they'll be like, I asked them to say that. And I'll be like, oh, cool. You're like, great. I passed my test. <laughs> yeah. <I did> it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So some of the like taboo things that I think people think of when they hear this, um, do you talk to them using a crystal ball? I don't. No. <laughs> I personally don't use any tools. I just use my body. And your mind and my brain yeah and my spirit i don't know i don't know yeah. I'm using just okay. me <laughs> no ouija boards no, like, no ouija boards yeah. not even tarot cards with me i mean i started I, you know like i'll do it for fun for myself i like to learn about those forms of divination but that like when it comes to mediumship it just doesn't work that way for me yeah so which is good me. that you're owning that though yeah yeah i don't think there's anything um wrong with it i'm also like biased against certain tools but i also am like hey let's just be open to most of them you know for myself yeah i will say that i think personally that makes you stronger and a better like medium for that purpose in the sense that like you i know are a like one of the most pure souls that i know and i tell everyone whoever <laughs> is going to meet you that i really think that highly of you because and i can speak to this of like any me any session that i've had with you of like like you said, of when you feel that pain or emotionally connect with spirit, you like you've cried in front of me. And I know that it's not your emotion or you've gotten teary eyed because you either connect like my pain or their pain. And so I think that you're very transparent in what you do, which makes you, in my opinion, very like so much more stronger, so much more stronger, stronger 
and just like a more genuine psychic medium. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I feel like that's like a really, really big compliment, but thank you. Um, yeah. That I'd wasn't say... scripted either. He did not pay me to say that. That was genuinely <laughs> how I feel about Remy. That's true. I don't even have the money to pay you for the saying that. Um, <laughs> um, in fact, I think I still owe you money. <laughs> that's funny. Um, I'll put but... it for, with your friendship dues. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Just put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I... I, that that is what I, I strive to do that like honestly I just want to I want people to know what I'm experiencing how it's going I just like to be open and authentic with them as much as I can um so they're kind of along the ride with me yeah and I'm not afraid to be like I don't know I have no idea what's going on yeah do you okay so to maybe squash some of the fears like I had for my first reading do like do you talk to evil spirits or is there like death summoning that you've ever had where you tell people like you're going to die in 23 days is there any of like that negative energy happening no no not at all no and like even when it comes to like looking into the future and stuff like that like I'm just open and honest with them that the future is variable and like if they if I see something about what's coming up I'll tell them you know Um, do you do you really though (laughs) just kidding honestly the truth is you bring up a good point you bring up a really good point because I do see a lot of stuff about people's future that I'm frankly just not given permission to like say or pushed to say it's not that I couldn't but I just from what I see it's not going to have a good effect on them so I don't say it yeah and yeah. let me clarify for those listeners that maybe don't know that we're like so connected that Remy and I, Remy always gives me crap because I would say that we're de- like also deeply spiritually connected. And so there's moments that there's like energy exchanges where I'm like telling Remy a story and in my head, I'm like, he already knows this. And he also already knows the outcome and he's not going to tell me. And so then there's <laughs> usually like two, three weeks go by and nine times out of 10, it's yeah, I already knew that I already saw it coming. And I'm like, I know you did. And you didn't tell me it's okay, but <laughs> someday, someday we'll get to the point where I feel like I can just tell you in the, in the beginning in that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Maybe and also I think it's different, right? Like personally, and I'm sure you do this with your husband of like, you see things and like, it's, I don't know, like, I think because of that person, and we've talked about this too, because of that personal connection, like you don't want to be totally in the spirit world of like guiding me versus when you're in session with a client talking to spirit, it's very, very different that those messages sometimes can be so much more meaningful than just like, Hey, Rhonda, I saw this, thought you should know. Here's your text message. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, and also like, um, I'm always skeptical of the information that comes in at random because I haven't set intention. I haven't set, like, obviously I set intention for myself of like who I desire to be able to communicate with me throughout the day. But to be frank, not all spirits uh, respect that. And so like, sometimes there are people who do communicate with me that aren't aren't part of who I asked you know to talk to me so yeah so I always like to make sure that like that's why I prefer to do it in an actual session for people when people are like hey can you just look at this really quick I'm like I need to like set intention and like burn some shit and you know like it's just gonna take me a minute (laughs) yeah and I know that also because there's and there's sometimes genuinely I text you to be like Remy I just need to like vent and you've gone that route of like can I talk to can I do this in the morning and I'm like no like I didn't want a guide session I just want you to like answer (laughs) this like in Remy's version not spirit guides but I always appreciate it because I'm like well at least he's setting an intention and I'm getting a deeper meaning yeah that's true (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's a wild ride to be in this world I think I don't even know what to call it mystic mystic esoteric 
spiritual. It's all of it. I don't know. Yeah. Do you think if you hadn't, uh, like you've said, growing up, you've always recognized it. And up until the last couple of years, like fully jumping into it, do you feel like if you didn't fall into it, like, does it work to where it just goes away? Had you have rejected it or dismissed it and not truly jump in? Um, <clears throat> I mean, the easy answer is like, no, I don't think so for me. Um, I think that you can try to like, ask spirit to stop communicating with you I think I've never really done it um but I just know that like throughout my experience like even when I've not been paying attention to it or kind of ignored it more or even times you know in my life where I've been mad at God and I've been like I don't want anything to do with this um mm. it just happens anyway <laughs> yeah so so I kind of think for me it's just not really an option for me to like turn it off whether or not I do it for work is a different story but I think I always had to be connected in some way yeah which yeah. you don't seem shameful of you don't I don't feel like you regret it I mean clearly you're putting your business together and seeing clients all the time so I know that you're dedicated but do you have days to where you really wish that you didn't have this gift sometimes yeah mm -hmm. yeah I think honestly um, I feel like the biggest times are when I see things about people that I know that I don't want to see. Like, um, mm. and so there's a lot of things that I'm like, oh, I didn't mean to see that about the future, you know, and I don't want to know that this is how it turns out. And I'll even know that it's like a, a path that I should travel, even if it's not going to turn out well, you know, um, and that sometimes can be really painful and obviously lonely um, because, it's just you. You just get to keep that secret to yourself because like, it's really yeah. not, I don't even know if I was meant to see it. You know what I mean? I think sometimes it's just <laughs> a lot of, a lot of this world carries around this fairly gaslighty um, topic of like supposed to, or meant mm. to, you know? And I think while that can be a beautiful term, I think it's almost a little better to bring in some stoicism with it and just kind of say it did happen. Like yeah, I did see this or I was told this or I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, and you've said it before where like, obviously I'm going to slaughter your words, but in the some like paraphrase <laughs> of your words, you've always said of like the messages that I give, it's not necessarily like you need to listen to me or make a decision. Even if I tell you like, this is what I recommend, like this is just the message and do with it what you will is kind of how you've approached it. And so I think it's one of those things of like, it's, it's very different than like a doctor's diagnosis, right. Or even a therapy. Like if you come to therapy, I'm going to give you very concrete kind of like skills or a treatment plan or a plan. And yours is very much of like, here's your message, take the meaning and do with what you want. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that spirit honestly knows how you're going to react. They know how it's going to pan out. And so that's one of the biggest reasons why frequently gives that caveat is because I'm like <laughs> it doesn't it kind of doesn't matter like at this point like I told you and they've already seen kind of how this plays out and so there's no need to worry about it like there's no yeah. need to be super stressed about it or try to force something to happen um I I spirit rarely gives like action steps like hey go mm -hmm. do this um I feel like there's a lot of contradictions to that actually as I say it but <laughs> I just um yeah, it's never like you have to do this or you need to do this. Otherwise, everything falls apart. You know, it's never like that. Yeah. And in it's fact, like I'd strongly be strongly recommended. Yes. Yeah. If they, <laughs> if they do say something, it's like, 
hey, I think it's uh, something you really need to take seriously. But usually that has to do with your own health. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. when when spirit does communicate stuff like that, it's usually about your own mental health. It's usually about like, hey, there's a lot of re- really beautiful things waiting for you, but you got to dump all this shame. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. stop doing that. You know what I mean? To yourself. So it's usually yeah. that kind of stuff. It's not, it's almost never like, hey, you need to marry this person. Or you yeah. need to, you know, it's almost never. It's that. like guidance for your better being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to make sure that like you're treating yourself well honestly, yeah. <laughs> or other people around you, Yeah. which usually is from you not treating yourself well. So that's usually yeah. how they talk. Yeah. Um, I want to focus on spirituality for just a second, because I feel like that's also kind of a, a conflicting view for most people. So if, if I am active in a, in a religion, any type of religion, can I still come see you? I mean, obviously against like my values or beliefs, that's a different conversation, but as far as like your messages and the guides that you would give me, does me being part of a religious affiliation change our session? No, not at all. Like, um, I just tell people to come with a curiosity and open mind of just seeing what might come through for them. Um, and so as far as like, am I going to tell you that your religion's wrong or am I going to talk to things that are like going to ruin your relationship with your religion? No, I'm not. So, um, if you no matter what religion you're part of in fact a lot of people do come to me who are uh, very religious catholic lds um all sorts of religions um and they'll come to me and and it kind of honestly it it's nice because it kind of exists outside of all of that Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it's kind of free of any specific religion spirit never shows me stuff like that Mm. like hey this is the religion you need to follow (laughs) for this person you know or something like that it's never like that so if I'm I questioning totally my good. belief system, do you recommend I still come see you? I think it's great. I, in fact, I think it's a really beautiful opportunity to go see a medium um, if you're questioning, because uh, mediumship again is just kind of void of dogma. It's void of rules um, or specifications as far as like what you have to believe or what you should believe believe um per se um and it's kind of just an open conversation with spirit so i think it's actually a really could be really really beneficial for most people who are going through that in fact i've had a lot of people who are going through that that come to me and find a lot of i think solace uh, through that yeah. conversation i was gonna say it probably if i'm questioning my belief system and i have a good session with you it actually probably helps me to strengthen that the belief system or at least maybe or at least maybe find focus in in the questioning spirituality yeah yeah i think so yeah yeah and as as you know um <laughs> if i can take it here um in my own experience um like with my own spirituality is it fine if we go here yeah okay cool um this is a free I, platform we're jumping out of the airplane together yeah we're just here's the, <laughs> here's the parachute um <laughs> um i when I came out, like, so I'm married to a man, I'm, I'm pansexual identifying. Um, and, and, uh, when I decided I was LDS, uh, prior to me coming out, which is not, um, I, I couldn't marry a man and, and still continue to be LDS. Um, and so when I decided that that's where I was, that that was where I was going to take, um, I kind of lost a community. I lost a, like, stability in my spirituality I, I was very lost very confused um in that area um and I don't even know if confused is the right word that kind of makes it seems like I, it seemed like I 
I don't know. It's not right. Um, so I wouldn't say confused, but I was definitely lost. Um, and so I was just kind of wandering without spirituality, without um, any connection. Uh, I would sometimes communicate with God, um, but I honestly was like, I don't know who, what God I'm communicating with. Like, what does he yeah. want? Does he even like me? I don't know. I didn't, you know, there were all these questions about this and there has been, I, for me, this like stepping into this journey has been a huge relief because uh, everything that I have found in this area is just free of like a necessity to answer all of those questions. You know, yeah. like unless you're starting to recreate a new religion, you don't need to know. <laughs> and mm -hmm. So you can kind of have a relationship with, with spirit, with God, with um, something bigger than yourself without having the pressure of needing a new belief system, um, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I love that. I think that it, that right there gives, I would hope it gives people kind of faith and direction because I think, especially in Utah and those that have just questioned a belief system overall, I think that so many people feel like they have to, I always refer to it as like a pond, right? That you have to be a part of one pond or one puddle rather than taking from other puddles or other ponds to fill your own pond. Mm. And, and I think that you know, for people, the pressure to be a part of a community, like you were saying, or be a part of a religion to be accepted or prove themselves worthy is like the worst part really about a religion, because it puts so much pressure on someone to force them into this spirituality belief system that either, like you said, I think confuse is a really good word because I think most people questioning spirituality is confused, especially when they're growing up with this belief system. Like you know, for example, in your example, LDS, where they're growing up with this belief system, so ingrained in them, it's become a part of their identity. And then, yeah, throughout their life, they question or they get confused or they don't know what direction to take because there's no other direction kind of presented in front of them and accepted for them to even explore. I don't even want to say it's for them to take, but even to explore to really make a confident decision. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And um, another little like, hyperfixation of mine was like kind of going back through history I kind of noticed this pattern where it was like <laughs> every time when religion has become really oppressive in like areas esotericism and mysticism has given space for spirituality to exist mm -hmm. and to thrive in a way that's separate and removed from the expectations of any sort of specific religion or dogma um, and I think that's kind of really beautiful because it's it, in a way has assisted us in humanity, like repeatedly, yeah. just from my own research, you know, like I'm obviously not a, a data analyst or whatever. So maybe I'm totally wrong. But from what I have seen in my perspective of what I've studied is that it has always like shown up in a way to kind of evolve and move forward humanity, yeah. um, kind of free of some of the maybe wrong expectations we have um, spiritually yeah. or religiously. Yeah, but I think part of that comes down to the concreteness, right? This yep. world is doesn't have the black or white thinking. You don't have to prove yourself worthy to show up and, and be part of a session with you. You like the like yep. this world, this spirituality realm, metaphysical world, whatever, however you want to call it, it's almost that freedom that you were talking about or the welcoming aspect that nobody has to be a certain worth or rank or power or anything to sit and have this belief system or have these messages be told onto them yeah yeah absolutely and 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 like to that point there's no there's no uh, value system about your worth that allows you to communicate with spirit so like even yeah. as far as like when you're wanting to step into mediumship or into your own abilities 
you can be a shitty person and still be able to like communicate with spirit. Like there's no yeah. requirement. It's just built into us. And yeah, I think that kind of, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I think it's really a cool space to reacquaint yourself with, with uh, your own spirituality. Um, yeah. Regardless if you end up in another religion or something or not, you know, it's, it's yeah. a really cool space to do that. Yeah. And really going off of that, like when you were talking, the one thing I thought of too, is that I think so many people are shameful of their mistakes. And especially with one's passing that like the, one of the barriers of not going to see you has been because of that fear. And like, I mean, I'll be honest, right? Like there, there has been moments in my life where like I, there's this deep desire draw to go get a reading done, whether it's, it's been from you or someone else. And I have physically stopped myself because of that fear of what's going to be told, especially with my dad, right? There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of regret. There's a lot of shame in that, you know, physical relationship that we used to have. And so I think that that's a deterrent for a lot of people that if I sit in front of you and I, in a sense, like sit in front of my dad, is he going to shame me for my wrongs or my mistakes or hate me for not saying those last few words or apologizing when I should have like whatever those I should have done this moments that we have that prevent us. I really think that that goes again with the worthiness of like spirits don't work in that same realm. Again, going back to like, they see things on that bigger picture that if you don't feel worthy to talk to that person or you don't feel like confident being in front of them, you've got to let those biases go because they aren't thinking like that. And, And honestly, they already recognize those negative beliefs and insecurities in you that they want to probably help you you know, by giving you validation or giving that message to help you overcome them. They're not going to like throw it in your face and shame you even more. It doesn't work like that. And, and so I think, yeah, anyway, I just wanted to touch on that because I think that's an important aspect coming back to like being worthy to sit in front of you and receive these messages that it, you know, it, it doesn't work in the shame and judgment and the guilty realm. Like it does maybe so much in the physical world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Meaning like, just to confirm what you're saying is that like that's never happened to you right like he's never come through there's not been a spirit that's come through that's shamed you and been like hey you should have done this differently yeah no I think that if anything like you were saying you know you said this earlier is the sense of like they didn't tell me something that maybe I already didn't know and I mean that in the sense that like I you know especially when it comes to mistakes like I, I knew better, maybe subconsciously or internally, and I chose to go against my value system or my person and they know that. And so it's really like holding me accountable, but not in like a shameful judgmental way. It's more so of like, you know what you were doing and you should have done it better and you didn't listen to yourself. But again, not in that shaming, like you will be punished and you will face these consequences. It's been like that direction of you knew this. Why didn't you listen to yourself? I don't have to sit here and tell you, but I'm going to remind you to listen to yourself because the answers have been there all along. I think in that regards, like I know that's not probably for everyone, but that's how it's been for me of where they've held me accountable or validated me in that way. Not necessarily like, you know, like, slapped my wrist and sent me in the corner for timeout kind of a thing yeah well I mean I'll speak to that and in a year of doing readings you know um a lot of readings I've never had spirit do that ever not a single time not for a single thing that anybody's ever done have they been like hey you should be ashamed of yourself in fact there's never they there is never a time that they're not being like hey you should have woken up and realized how fucking awesome you are yeah. Like that's how they always talk. Does it work though? Like from the other side. So I, like I have, you know, I just flashed to like people, whether personally or professionally in my life that 
people that have passed that have in this example, like sexually abused them. So such as like someone's dad or grandpa, if the spirit in, in the sense of like evilness or mistakes has, has lived that life physically harming other people or hurting other people, how does that work for you? Like, obviously their messages are probably going to come, but like, I, I think so many people are afraid, like, I don't want dad's forgiveness. I don't want an explanation. Like they did this awful thing to me. They can rot in hell and they can sit on this other side, like disconnected from me for the rest of eternity or whatever. But does that work the same that you've seen as far as like the spirits coming forward to like own their wrongs or own the mistakes and trying to reconcile or, or I don't want to say forgiveness because I think that's such like a religious spiritual expectation. So I'm trying not to use the word forgiveness, but (laughs) does that make sense? Like you see where I'm going? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, Yes, there's, but there have been people that have come to me actually, and they've been like, um, somebody starts to come through and they're like, they're resisting it. And I know that they're resisting it. Um, I can feel that they're resisting it, you know? Um, and I'm like, there's somebody who's abused them, for instance. And they're like, I don't know why they would be coming. Like, I don't know why they'd be Mm. like stepping through right now, especially because I set parameters. Right. And that's my first step of defense against something that might be harmful for this person to hear from or someone um, is that I set that intention of like, hey, whatever is for their highest and greatest good and what they need to hear today, not necessarily what they want to, but what they need for their best interest today, Mm -hmm. you know, like let that be the case and let those people be the ones who come through. And I always set that intention and that's the first step. And then the second is just, I trust it. And so then the person who's stepping through, even if they did do something that was harmful to them, I will I'll bring them through anyway. Like I will, I mm-hmm. I don't really have control over that. I can't be like, hey, mm-hmm. go away. Like um, um, I can try to look past them and move on to the next spirit. But the truth is, is that it is always a good, it is always a good outcome. Yeah. Even when those you people- You just notice that concern. like defensiveness. That's really yeah. what you experience mm-hmm. is like that, that rigidityness or the defensiveness that comes through. Well, and yeah. it's all valid. It's extremely valid fear. Some totally. of them have been horrific forms of abuse that have happened. Yeah. And this spirit is coming forward for some reason, like, and it's, and they wouldn't be coming forward if they didn't recognize what they did. Like if they didn't know if there wasn't a level of awareness of what they did. And if there wasn't, if it wasn't for your highest and greatest good in that moment, they wouldn't be coming through. So it's kind of like, I don't know, I guess that can sound scary. That can sound scary for somebody who would want to be going to a medium. Um, with people like that who have passed and they know that um but just i i what i guess what i'm trying to say is even if they did come through it's going to be for your best interest if the yeah. medium has set the, those parameters yeah yeah i agree okay final question so i yes. just want to talk all about remy for a minute <laughs> okay. um if somebody wants to get in touch with you to make an appointment what's the best way um Texting my phone number, um, or you can schedule online. Um, You can schedule yourself online. Um, My website is like atrocious right now, though. Like meaning like the the, the URL. So I'll give it, I'll give it anyway, but um, it's not cute. (laughs) What if we, instead of maybe giving your phone number publicly, what if we like, you're linked on my website. So maybe what I'll do is just put your information, like I'll put my information from the website and then they can go find you. Okay, totally. Yeah. Um, well, and my um, phone number is just the scheduler, so I don't mind putting that out there either. But oh, perfect. Put it okay. On the website as well. 
Okay. So let's just do that. I'll put the, a couple links on the podcast description. I'll link your phone. I'll put your phone number on there too. So then people can get a hold of you or text you. Okay. Um, cool. They also, like, I know people have messaged you on Facebook and Instagram. So that's an option that you do have social media. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's the fastest way to get a response is through um, texting um, or just okay. scheduling yourself. That's the fastest and best way to schedule, but you can totally message me, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Find me on okay. there, Remy Psychic Medium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And then, yeah, I'll put you on the website. And then you, I know, I'm excited. Tell them about your event that you're doing in a couple of weeks. Actually, yes. is it next week? No, two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. August 12th, full moon, sound bath, and gallery reading. Um, it'll be two hours. It'll be 6 to 8 p.m. Um, and uh, I think 25 people can be there, I think. And so it'll be like a, a pretty intimate group and we'll have an hour-long reading um, and it's a gallery reading which just means that I read I open it up to the room whoever's in the room um, and then I read as many spirits as I can in that amount of time so that'll be an hour and then we'll move into a guided meditation slash sound bath um, for the full moon in August the sturgeon moon I don't know a lot about that, but that's what it is. <laughs> okay. And then like, do people need to reserve seats obviously? Cause there's only 25. So how do people go about doing that? Uh -huh, yeah. So there'll be a link to like an event, event, right. Um, thing that is that I'll, I don't know. Should it be just give it, should I just give it to you? And then it'll be yeah, on my, fine. it'll be on my link tree, which is like attached to everything. It'll be attached to my Instagram, Facebook, um, on my website, et cetera. Or you can text about it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll link it. If you want okay. to send it, I'll put it in the podcast description. Okay, cool. And then lastly, I just want to touch on because we're finalizing the retreat. So, um, for those, I guess I should backstep here for those that are new. Um, I'm an LCSW who works in a mental health office. It's called healing feathers here in Utah. And Remy and I have collaborate, collaborated with some of my other staff members that we are putting together this, I would say pretty intensive, but pretty incredible retreat in October. So the dates of the retreat will be October 21st through the 23rd. Um, and Remy and I kind of came together with this idea that we both wanted to really like heal people and immerse them in this experience for them to give really like the ultimate healing possible, whether that's to really work through something or at least to become aware of maybe some of their shadows, um, that, that are lingering, that they're having a hard time overcoming. Um, so that's something I have yet to put like the ticket sales, but if you're interested in that, I will put the link to my website and you can shoot us an email and we can put you on our list. And then when the sales page gets put up, everything put up that way, then we can finalize and payment and everything that way too. Yeah. Um, is there anything you want to add to that? I know that like, this is going to be both like your specialty versus my specialty. So there is going to be aspects of trauma, but then in aspects of your specialties as well, whether that's like reading sound bowls, meditation, kind of all the above. Right. Yeah. I would just say that it's, it's a combination of spirituality with therapy, um, in a way that doesn't have to do with like, you don't have to believe in any sort of belief system, nothing like that. Um, uh, and it's going to be like six months of therapy in a, in a couple of days. So it'll be pretty yeah. intense. Um, it's definitely not for the light, lighthearted. It's not a relaxing retreat. Um, but you'll definitely feel like a new person at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, I was actually, the funny thing is I was explaining it to a client of mine that I think will come 
And I said something similar of like, this isn't a self-care retreat. Like, do not come if you want to relax and just like get a facial. And she was like, what does that mean? And I was like, like, you're going to work and we're going to dive down deep and pretty much do like two years of therapy and three weekends. And she was like, oh, that actually terrifies me. And I was like, good, you should. So are you signing up? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah. And and that's the beauty of this is because I've actually been to other retreats where they didn't have um, licensed therapists or social workers. Yeah. They didn't have people who were trained in this. And so the beauty about this retreat is going to be that it has all of these other elements with it. And we're going to go deep like a lot of other retreats I've been to. However, we're going to have the support from actual therapists. So yeah. we're going to make sure that nobody's re-traumatized or newly traumatized. They're going to get their healing. Yeah. They're going to go deep. And then they're going to, we're going to leave them on a high note um, at the end. And they're going to feel great moving yeah. back into their life as a new person. Yeah. Yeah. And we're hoping like for those that are interested and maybe can't meet, meet the October retreat, um, I think between like your gallery readings that we talked about, like the full moon one and retreats, like this is something ongoing. And so for those of you listening that maybe can't make either of these events in the next few weeks, this is something that I think we're going to continue to do and continue to put together. So, you know, if you follow us on social media or my website, everything will be listed there and you can just follow along so you can potentially participate in upcoming events. Yeah. Okay. Any last words that you want to leave the listeners with? No, if you've hung out this long, thanks. <laughs> yes. Come see me, even if it's just like to say hi. Um, yeah. But I I just uh, thank you for having me on um, and talking about this. Yeah, I, obviously I had geek so out, much fun. Geek out about it. But <laughs> I know you and I could do this all weekend. I love right. it. <laughs> But no, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I really hope that people stayed as long as they did and listened to everything. And I will put all the information in this podcast description. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to either of us moving forward. Yeah, perfect. Thank you. Thanks, Remy. Have a good night. You too.